I catch them all, Pokemon! Hello everyone, welcome back to another podcast with Dustin, not Justin, Pikachu, and... Kaylee. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. We're really excited to have you today. There's a chance we're changing the podcast name to Shut Your Pothole, just so you know. Just so you know, we did not discuss this. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Anyway... You're here because you read the title, everything you need to know to start buying Pokemon cards. Pikachu here is to assist us, but um, we're going to kick him out for now because he's kind of annoying. Get out of here. Getting back in your Pokeball. Now, Pokemon cards, Pokemon cards. They're the biggest craze right now. Everyone's buying them. Their prices are crazy. You should buy them too. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. If you've been following me on Instagram... Or, you know, if you're a Gary V fan, you've probably been seeing the whole Pokemon card craze going right now. And you're watching this video because you're not really sure how to start or what to look for or anything. So that's what we're here to do today. We're going to help clarify some things and, you know, get you a little started on what to look out for and what maybe you should start buying. You know, after this video, maybe you'll change your mind. Who knows? But still good video to watch. Oh. <laughs> so I've been a Pokemon fan since 1998. I've played every single game. And Dustin has been a fan. Since June 2020. Uh, well, I did used to watch the show when I was a little kid, like just a little bit in the morning, but it was on so early that I, I always missed it before going to school. It was just way too early. I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't waking up for that. So yeah, I'm not like a diehard. I wasn't a diehard fan, but now I'm like learning more figuring things out and um yeah and, and as you, if you saw my instagram you know i bought a ton of cards well a good amount a good amount of cards you're here to find out how to st start buying cards well this video is going to cover mainly the 1999 to 2000 series of cards because that's what i got um and why did i go with that because they are the oldest of the, well, in America. Like, they were one of the first printed cards in America. A lot of kids had it that are in our age group growing up. So there's definitely that nostalgia factor. Like, I remember when I had that factor. So, yeah, and they're also just older. So it's almost vintage. It's not that old, but it's, like, almost at that level of vintage. So I thought this is where I kind of wanted to go. And plus, Kaylee here had cards that she brought out of, you know, our little storage area where I knew she had cards around so I was like hey can I take a look at them T took a look at them wasn't really sure what I was looking at and um, just started kind of going down the rabbit the YouTube rabbit hole of like what to look for we're gonna discuss everything that we've figured out in the past three months as far as what to look for how to tell the difference all that stuff pa all packed into this one video so turn up the volume you're gonna you're gonna want to know all right first things first so this video will be mainly on the 1999. But if you've done a little bit of searching, you already know the 1999 cards, there's a lot of different types of cards and you're like, what the hell am I looking at? I don't know what the difference is. So I bought these three Bulbasaur cards specifically for this podcast. So this is all for you guys. We've got three cards here. A 1999 first edition Bulbasaur card, a 1999 shadowless edition Bulbasaur card, and a 1999 unlimited base set Bulbasaur card. So the, all these three are considered base set 
one or base set. That's what they're called. Now, what is the difference between the three, right? So the first edition was the initial edition that they released. And there is a unique stamp on the card that shows that it is a first edition base set Pokemon card. Things to look out for in the first edition card, like Kaylee already said, the first edition stamp. Number two indicator is there's no shadow around the yellow border here. You'll see it in the other uh, unlimited version card. In the copyright area, it has 90, 1995, 96, 98, and 99, where the unlimited version doesn't have 99 on it. So this is pretty much the rarest of the three, or at least the most valuable of the three, because it's the first printing of the card, it's the first one that was in America, and it just has that like rarity factor of it, where they printed more in the Shadowless, and then even, I, I believe they printed even more in the Unlimited, you don't have to, doesn't matter if you fact check me on that. All you have to know is this one's the most expensive of those three. And so what it's lacking is a shadow and it also has that first edition stamp along with the dates at the bottom. Correct. Which moves us to our next level, the shadowless card. So these are pretty much exactly the same, except it doesn't have that first edition stamp there anymore on this card. Basically it's the same exact thing as a first edition card, except it's a second printing but they can't put a edition one on it. So that's how you can tell it's a shadowless. These are second level of valuable compared to the first edition. They still have a good amount of value on them and they're not as common as the unlimited base set card, which is this. The unlimited card has a shadow on the right side here and it doesn't say 1999 in the copyright area on the bottom. So that's how you can tell the difference between the three. So you have three of them there. Would you normally collect the shadowed version or you had mentioned that you purchased the one for this video or is that something that you find people are doing now as the cards become more rare? I did want to buy it just for this video, just to like kind of indicate or show you guys the difference between the three. But I mean, this unlimited one wasn't very cheap either. Like this was $140 um, versus, okay, let's just, that's, maybe that's a good way to like help you guys understand which one's the most valuable. First edition Bulbasaur, I bought this for 700 bucks. We're gonna go over what it's worth now, but bought this for 700. Bought the Shadowless for 360, and then the Unlimited for 140. So that's how you can tell the difference between the 1999 base set cards. These are the base set cards because there's no, this is like the first series of cards that Pokemon made, at least like mass production wise. Um, it's kind of like comparing Saved by the Bell versus Saved by the Bell new class. Like it's just a different, like it's like not a spinoff. It's the original. These are the original pretty much. Yes, we can argue that there's even older cards that Pokemon came out with, but you don't need to know that for right now. Cause you all, this is all you need to know. The only exception with the first edition stamp I don't have it, but it's a Machamp card. Uh, I'll display a picture here. The Machamp card has a first edition on all of them. The actual first edition, the Shadowless, and the Unlimited card, they all have the one first edition stamp. So the only way to tell is by the actual shadow itself and the way the hollow, oh, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. This is just a sample card, just to show you what a hollow is. Around the edges of the character is holographic foil, 
pretty much it's really shiny. On a Machamp, the shininess, the, aka the hollow, looks very a little bit different between the actual first edition and like the unlimited set. Um, I personally recommend staying away from Machamp just because the, unless you really like study the car- study that card, where you kind of you really understand the difference between the four. Or, Four, well, three major ones, but there is a fourth one, so that's why it gets a little bit complicating. I kind of stay away. I I stay away from a champ just because uh, it's too hard to tell in photos. Maybe in person I could kind of tell, but in photos, you don't want to spend like seven hundred bucks on a first edition Machamp, and then it ends up being a unlimited where it's only worth like a hundred bucks. So that's one character you have to be really careful about buying. That's for the base set which is this series of cards. Uh, base set is, just like I said before, is the original printing of these Pokemon cards. After this, they came out with a different series of cards called a Jungle Series. Then they came out with a Fossil Series. And then they came out with a Base Set 2, Team Rocket, and so on and so on and so on. I believe that they were just expanding the collections and they were introducing new Pokemon, so they were just creative with the marketing. but. I know that we're seeing a lot of collectors and new buyers focusing on these sets primarily, and that's where the big return on investment is. Well, we went over the Bulbasaur, but there's other variances. For instance, the Pikachu card. These are both first edition cards, but I mean, can you see a difference between them? But if you look a little bit closer, this one has yellow cheeks on the circles. I'm pretty sure it's the first printing. I don't forget, I forget the exact story behind this, but all you have to know is red cheeks is worth way more than yellow cheeks. It's pretty easy to tell, like the difference. One has red, one has yellow. Uh, red cheeks, like I said, is more expensive. Yellow cheeks is still pretty expensive, but not as much as the red cheeks. Which brings me to part three and four. We're gonna move on now to the jungle series, which is, like I said, it's kind of like the Saved by the Bell new class, like a completely different series of card. Um, the only thing issue with this card is people have been trying to sell these on eBay to play off as red cheeks because the photo has red cheeks in it. It's not the same card as this first edition red cheeks though. And if you see with those versions too, there's a first edition stamp on that jungle Pikachu because it was the first edition of the boxes they released. So then it can get really confusing because you're like, oh, that's a first edition Pikachu and has red cheeks. So that's that really expensive card, right? It's like, no, because on the right side here, it has this unique stamp, which helps indicate what kind of card it is. This stamp is, it looks like a, like a tadpole flower type of thing. And that's what the Jungle Series symbol was. Also too, with fossil cards, the Team Rocket cards, they're all going to have those unique symbols. And they'll also have a first edition version of their cards as well. But yeah, people are listing these on eBay as red cheeks and they're charging like thousand dollars for these when I bought this card for 200 and it, I think it's still maybe a $400 card but of course the market is the market so it's kind of hard for me to determine how much a card's worth but I mean I paid 200 for this and I thought that was paying way too much for it so um yeah buyer beware and that's a good segue into this point how can you determine if you're overpaying for a card and how can you prevent that there's certain accounts on eBay that put up a ton of Pokemon cards and all ending really soon. And a lot of people are watching these po- listings 
And there are a lot of people are bidding way more than they should be. Um, and you're probably saying, well, there, people are allowed to pay for whatever they want to, right? It's like, yes, but if you're bidding for something that you end up having to pay 600 bucks for, but there's another listing with the exact same card, it's like 500 bucks. Why would you pay 600 if you could just pay, buy it now for 500? So I recommend when you're doing shopping like this, or if you're really interested in a card, really keep your search engine or search type keywords like really vague. That way um, you, eBay will give you a lot of different listings and you'll be able to see all your different options of listings because sometimes there's like these hidden listings that they just don't pop up because you're so specific on the way you entered the keywords. And um, you might miss out on a really good deal. So keep your search options really, really open. As you're searching for these cards, you had mentioned that they were exactly the same, graded the same, but they're different cards. So should you buy graded cards? And what are graded cards? Or should you buy raw cards? Right. So all the cards that I've bought, bought, is that the right word? I don't know, <laughs> um, have been graded which means they're in these plastic cases and they come with a label at the top. For Pokemon specifically, I only stick with PSA, which is Professional Sports Authenticators, because they're a little bit uh, better as far as a little bit more stricter on the grading. But another company is called Beckett, AKA BGS. They're a good company too. Um, they're very famous for doing mostly sports cards, I believe, like basketball, baseball, and all, all that other stuff. For Pokemon, um, I don't recommend, well, I guess it really depends on the card, but I've seen cards on, on YouTube uh, where people have like Beckett BGS graded 9, and then they compared it to a PSA graded 9, and the condition of that card is just way worse than the PSA version. People are sending in their cards, so they're sending in their raw cards from their collections or cards that they're opening up to these companies who are grading them on a scale from 1 to 10. And then that is where you're going to see these cards listed on eBay at different price ranges based on that 1 to 10 rating. The grading works from levels 1 to 10. So you send the card in. If it's absolutely immaculate, pristine, the PSA will rate it a 10. The only thing is with BGS, even though I said BGS 9 seems to be a little bit of a worse grade than a PSA 9, BGS 10 is really, really hard to achieve. Like it has to be insanely perfect. Like even PSA 10 cards do have slight, slight, slight imperfections. Like maybe the centering is off or um, there's tiny, tiny nick on it. Um, but you're probably wondering, how what is this grading based on, right? Grading is based on, I believe, four aspects. Uh, centering, edges, corners, and the surface. Uh, pretty much like, is the card in good shape? Like there's not scratches, dirt, uh, nicks like that. You probably have some raw cards at home and you're probably thinking, oh, my card looks great, <laughs> but I mean, I thought the same thing with Kaylee's cards when like she pulled them out. I looked at them like, oh, they look great. But then after I started doing some research on like how a 10 is graded, the cards that she has is probably closer to a six or seven. Unfortunately, it's just um, there's like a lot of little things that people are that the graders are looking at that we normal people <laughs> probably don't really think about. 
So if you have a raw card at home and you are thinking about getting it graded also, really look at it carefully and think about if it's really worth grading. Um, there are certain cards that are worth grading, but some cards are not worth it. But it's also up to you because maybe you just want it to be in a nice plastic case. That's your call. And now, say you were looking and considering buying a raw card, what would you be looking for? So in a raw card, you're pretty much looking for, well, it, it, there's a lot of different factors. You have to look for the condition of it. Um, it's For me, like I said, I haven't bought any raw cards myself because I'm just not sure in the photos what the condition of that card is. Um, I don't want to pay for a card like that's like almost like a PSA 10 level price, but then I get it and I get, try to get it graded and it ends up coming back like as a seven because I just didn't look at it carefully. Yeah, so purchasing grading cards gives you that added insurance knowing that what you're purchasing is at the level that it's already been graded at. If you're home right now and you're going to, to your parents' attic or something and you busted out your old cards and you're like, oh man, I got a ton of cards here. I want to get them graded. Really look at them carefully. Uh, try to go on YouTube, look up like um, how to submit cards to PSA. Um, those, that type of video will probably show you like indicators of like what PSA is going to be looking for or BGS, I'm sorry, not gonna be biased towards PSA. That's how you'll find out where the condition of a card is and whether or not your card's worth grading or not. Now, if I'm looking to shop for a card, where would I go online to find these cards? I've been mainly looking on eBay um, just cause the variety is better, uh, the prices, are a little high, but I have to do, I honestly, I have to do a little bit more research to see if there's any other places. Um, Facebook Marketplace has some people selling cards there. StockX is a little high in my opinion, and they don't provide actual photos of the card that you're buying. So that's one thing that I'm a little like, ugh, I'm not sure about. That's just me, hey, but you never know. But also their prices are not that great in my opinion. You can, if you understand how to look, what to look for in a raw card. This is a raw card, by the way. See, it's not in a case versus this is a graded card. This is considered a raw card because it just has nothing. It's a card straight up. But if you are, if you do know what you're looking for in a raw card, there's also a website called Troll and Toad. That's where a lot of people are selling their raw cards on. I don't know if they're providing photos. I think you can communicate with the sellers to ask for photos, but... Um, yeah, the prices there are way cheaper. I mean, it's a risk. You're gambling because you're, you don't know the condition of, like if, especially if you don't know what you're doing, like if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're looking for, I would stay away from raw cards personally. Like I, I think I have a good indicator of like how to, what to look for in a raw card, but I'm still a little like, uh, I don't know. So then graded cards are just a little bit of a safer bet because you know exactly what you're going into. You know exactly what you're paying for. Chances of these being fake is not as high, knock on wood, but not impossible at the same time. I recommend getting a, if you're, if you're trying to get into this game of like buying Pokemon cards, go with graded. It's a little bit of a safer bet. So we should go through some of the cards that you've recently picked up and you can share with us why you decided to purchase this card. Alrighty. Everyone knows Pikachu, like the mascot of Pokemon. So Pikachu is pretty much the safest. As far as this series, there's a lot of Pikachu cards out there from like from 1995 all the way to 2019. They're not all winners. You're gonna have to do some research. Uh, but if, you, if you're watching this video and you wanna play it safe, 
go with the 1999s because they are one of the most valuable ones, uh, easy to determine, but there's a lot of reprints of these cards too because um, they, there's like a 2002 Legendary Collections where they printed the exact same picture. I mean, there's little symbols that can give you hints of like that it's not a 1999, but that's, that's also why getting a graded card is better. It tells you everything up here. Tells you the year, the type of character it is, the type of card it is. It's just way more safe because you know exactly what you're buying. So, Pikachu, Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur, uh, they were Ashes. That This is how I know because they were Ashes' main Pokemon on the cartoon, the TV show. But in the video game... Were they the starters also? Yeah, absolutely. So those were the first three starters, and then in Pokemon Yellow version, you actually started with Pikachu. They are like the main cast, in a way, of the, the, the show, the video game, all that stuff. Does that mean that every single character that's been on the show or video game mean are valuable? No. So I went with those guys because they're just well-known. Like, people, are, people know these characters, and... They like them. They probably had them as a kid. And uh, that's why I went with these. I also bought some random characters. I've also bought some really random characters. And not all, like I said, not all characters are worthy. Like Psyduck doesn't seem to be uh, very loved in the card world. I love Psyduck, but he's not a top seller. But I'm still buying Psyduck cards just because I like it. So, which also brings a good point. Like, Buy what you like because let's say you buy something and it's like it goes to zero. I highly doubt it's going to go to zero, but let's say it does. At least it's something that you like and you're like, hey, I like this card. I wanted it. I'm just going to keep it in my collection at least, even if like it's not, I can't get money on it. So that's where the balance comes in, where you got to like go with a card that you like, but also don't want a card where you just waste your money. Like you don't want to go with like, 50 cards where you just waste your money just because you like it and nobody else likes it and you just hope like it's going to be valuable one day. That's not a good game to play either. But like I said, if you just want to collect them, that's on you. Do what you want. Collect. Have fun. I even have some random Pikachu cards here just because, like I said, Pikachu is the mascot of this game. I just had a weird feeling about these certain ones that I liked. I think we can highlight some of the quick return on investment the increase in the prices since you recently purchased these at the beginning of July. So I bought my first card on July 5th, which is this Squirtle PSA 10. Bought this card July 5th, 600 bucks. At the time I was like, oh my God, 600 bucks. That's a lot of money. At last sold for $2,000. That was like maybe last week. Today's September 1st, by the way. It is one of the highest cards that uh, has sold. 2,000 bucks. That means uh, I just got like a million times worth ROI on this bad boy. Debating on selling it. I'm not sure yet. Probably not gonna, but I don't know. You have to, if the price is right, I'll sell it to you. Do you expect they'll still increase? Uh, that's a hard thing. It's really hard to determine. Um, I've been watching pretty much everything and I'm really stalking a lot of these listings on eBay because everyone's increasing their price right now because I think they know the demand is high. That's where PSA 9s, the shadowless version, the, the unlimited base set version kind of come in. I've seen those card prices going up too. 
I think those cards are what people that want to get into the game are going to probably start buying because it's just more affordable versus like versus a two thousand dollar card that you don't even know if it's going to go higher or not. I mean, I think it might. This is probably not the best starter card if you're just getting into this game on September first. Um, it'll be a lot of money to spend, but that's on you. Yeah, I do expect that they will continue to grow. But like you said, there are other cards that are at a better price point that are starting to rise in popularity that you can invest in as well. Card number two that I bought. What is it? I forgot. <laughs> this was on July 10th. You purchased a first edition Pikachu with the yellow cheeks. This was a PSA 9. Right. So here is that card. Bought it for 200 bucks, which I thought at the time was an awesome deal. How much did it sell recently? $1,100. That's like 50,000 times worth what it is now. So that's a hot ticket right there too. Um, I've been actually looking at a lot of Pikachus now because I kind of started getting into this thinking like more of a collector. Like I want, I want different types of cards. Now I'm kind of thinking more as an investor where I'm going to get the one that makes the most sense that I could just hoard and sell them all. <laughs> that's how I'm kind of going at it. <laughs> great way to approach it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, on the same day as well, July 10th, you also picked up a first edition Squirtle, PSA 9. Back to the original Squirtle that I bought. I really like turtles. I like turtles. If you know that meme. <laughs> she knows that meme. She probably it's might. the best <laughs> But yeah, I like turtles and I like Squirtle. I, I like them on the character on the TV show. You purchased this for $225 and it last sold for $750. Yeah, so this is a PSA 9, not even a 10. And that's a pretty damn good ROI on this card. Not uh, even two months. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to go up. I think this one will go up just because um, it's a little bit more affordable than like the 10. And uh, first edition is the key in this, in this era. That's why. I bought two of them shits! <laughs> Um, yeah, I wanted to make a little, and this is also a dumb little joke, but on the show, if you're, if you're a fan of the show, there's a episode called the Squirtle Squad where there's five of them that like run, like pretty much are a gang that run a town. And I, I only got three. I should, I should have bought like 20 of these, but yeah, I wanted a whole squ Squirtle Squad. So I decided to get three of them. Uh, I've been seeing the Shadowless version, you know, which is kind of like that one tier below the first edition. It's funny, um, the Shadowless 10 is pretty much equivalent to a first edition 9. And then the base set 10 is like equivalent to a Shadowless 9. It's like these tiers that kind of like meet each other, like this one and then this one and then this one. And the prices are like close. So if you are considering buying a first edition 9, you can also get a Shadowless 10 um, which one's better? I personally think just having that first edition stamp on there is just way better versus not having it there. But that doesn't mean the Shadowless version is like garbage. Like people are still buying them. So that's really up to you. And a, like the price might also make a difference. Like maybe it's a little bit cheaper on the Shadowless versus the first edition. Um, but yeah, just start doing research on that. What was the next card? You picked up a first edition Charmander. Ah, yes. It's a PSA 9, your first one there on July 12th. Yep, I bought this one because, like I said, Charmander is a great character. Um, 
price, I, saw, I noticed the price on this kept on going up. It's like just little increments. I'm like, oh crap, I better buy one before it's too late. You paid 205 for that Charmander and last sold $800. This is the same deal, just like the Squirtle. Um, the Shadowless versions are going up too and the Unlimited are going up as well. Yeah, to that point, on August 10th, you purchased a Shadowless Bulbasaur, a PSA 10. You paid 360 for that then. 10, you said? Yes. Yeah. And it's now going for 900. Yeah. We did the math the other day and I spent, oh, before I even go there, not all cards are winners. I have a bunch, I have a stack of cards here, right here, where these, none of these have gone up in price and they've pretty much stayed the same. Like they haven't gone down, but they've stayed the same. Um, time will tell if they will go up or not. So I bought a couple stinkers. Let's be honest, like not stinkers, but like just ones that weren't the hottest. And they're, I'm okay with that because I could always just resell it and just at least even make my, like break even on them. So that's where the research comes in and how, how we did the research. Uh, I've been watching a lot of card opening videos by YouTubers like PokeRev, Neon Heart, uh, Z and G Emporium is a good one for like really he's like really studies the numbers and like the market and stuff so like if you like that economic aspect of it he's a good channel to check out and uh, SMP Pratt um, but yeah just watched a lot of YouTube start we started re-watching the cartoon because uh, I wanted to really learn how many, I mean, which characters were having a lot more show, like airtime, and were they liked, were they disliked? Just trying to understand the culture of Pokemon more. Kaylee, of course, just loves watching cartoons, so. <laughs> how could you not love watching Pokemon? I have loved every minute of you getting into Pokemon because it's allowing me to uh, enjoy it too. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I started watching it only because I was like trying to learn and do research, but. Now I'm kind of into it and we like, we actually enjoy watching it. So that's kind of cool. Like the fact that it became, it was like the opposite. It went from like work to actually being more fun. And it's something we can connect on and don't let these costumes fool you. We didn't <laughs> go purchase them just for this video. We actually wore Pikachu and Ash for Halloween last year. I don't even, I don't think I forgot to mention that. They're probably like, what the hell are you wearing? Um, yeah, this is an Ash Ketchum uh, costume. We got it in the last October. So I decided to wear it. Yeah. Looking pretty snazzy here, you know? Absolutely, I'm just missing my red cheeks. As far as the research goes, um, yeah, like, that's where, like, Kaylee has been loving Pokemon for since it came out, and that really came in handy for me, because uh, we're watching the show, or I'm looking at cards, like, that I see on eBay, I'm like, hey, uh, how's this card? You, I mean, what's this, how's this character? You, you think it's cool? Is it lame? Are they strong? Mm -hmm. Like. He was asking me all these lame Pokemon, like a Weedle. I'm like, are you serious? No. Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me, well, Weedle I could tell because it had like two seconds on the show and it's like evolved in two seconds. I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> also wanted to mention Charizard is pretty much like the guy to have in Pokemon. Everyone wants a Charizard. So if you do have a Charizard, pretty much in any condition, I'd say it's worth getting graded. Um, it's that one card that's just probably going to sell, like no matter what, um, as long as the price is right. Like you do have to do your research on what other people are selling that card for. But Charizard is a huge hit. I'd say Blastoise, which is another good hit. 
Um, Mewtwo seems like a pretty good. Oh, but to be honest, Mewtwo, the, uh, I've been watching Mewtwo for a while since I've pretty much been doing this entire thing, and that price hasn't gone up too much. Uh, I still want a Mewtwo, even though it's really expensive, but um, Mewtwo's just not going up. Not as much, which makes it cool because I could afford it, but is it a good ROI? I don't know. I would love a Mewtwo. All right. You just heard it. We're buying a Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No, I, I think we covered it, but if you have any questions at all, please feel free to leave them in the comments. We will answer you. We may go over them in a future video. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I guess the one big thing that you're, if you're watching this right now and you're like, oh my God, these prices are crazy. What the hell is going on here? Is it too late? Like, you're probably wondering, like, is it too late for me to, like, get into this? And um, honestly, I don't think so, but I think you should really do a lot more research fast, <laughs> like really fast. Maybe just spend the, like your neck, this next weekend coming up, just really obsessing over the videos on YouTube and uh, trying to like just learn. That's what I did. I, I had to, like I wanted to move quick. So I just started watching videos on YouTube like clockwork. Like I just watched everything as, as much as I could. Really started understanding, started asking questions to her. <laughs> Pokédex over here. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, just really, if you want to get into this, I don't think it's too late. You're going to have to catch up a little bit compared to, like, people that have already been doing it for a while, um, especially with the way the, the prices are going up. Um, I don't want that to discourage you, but be careful also. Like, don't overpay for something. Um, yeah, we'll gladly answer any questions that we know. Uh, we're not experts. We're just fans, and uh, we did some research, so we'll help you any way I can. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to say I don't know. I'm not going to give you, like, yeah, yeah, go for that one. Like, I'm not going to do that. We'll give you suggestions. We'll give you recommendations. We'll say we don't know if we don't know because we don't want to give you false hope or false answers and make you go into a wrong decision. Uh, but yeah, leave a comment. We'd appreciate it. And if you found this educational, leave a comment too. Leave a like also as well. Um, or if you're listening, please leave a review on the Apple Podcasts. We're staying on Apple. We're not Joe Rogan here. We're not going to Spotify yet. Actually, I think we are on Spotify. <laughs> we absolutely are on Spotify. Also, if you have any future topics that you'd like us to cover, you can offer a suggestion yeah, it doesn't, too. It doesn't have to be Pokemon, but Pokemon's cool too. We could focus on a certain thing about Pokemon also, and I don't mind that. Um, I know this was a lot of information, so uh, you should watch it twice or even 50 times, you know? You know what I'm saying? She knows, she knows. So, uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. Hopefully you got something out of this. Um, yeah, like I said, if, you, if you're trying to figure out how to, like, what characters are, like, hot, start watching the card openings because people are, uh, when they're doing these card openings, like Pokerev, Leonhart, I see them. The way they're, like, going through the openings of the brand new cards, they are pretty much passing through cards that, like, are lame, quote-unquote, um, while... The cards that they're like, oh, I love this card. They really stop and like start talking about it and just pretty much say like what the current price of it is on eBay or like just some random fact about it. That kind of gives me an indicator of like, okay, there's something about this character that people obviously like. So maybe I should look into those pricing of that character. So then that's where I go on eBay, start looking for that card. And if it's in my budget, I go for it. If it's not, I say no way. Anything you would like to add? Shoot the girl. 
nothing to add, but it has been wonderful spending this time with you, and we look forward to the next podcast. Meowth, that's right. <laughs> if you watch the show, you got that. You understand what I'm talking about. Um, but yes, thank you for watching and listening to me blab. And I'm just trying to figure out what else to add. I can't. So, Team Rocket blasting off again! Bye, everyone.